The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. I have co-host Terry Jackson. You there, Terry? I'm here. Well, we got this show, and then we got our best, best friend, uh, analyst that uh, we call Galen, no more Tebow, Daxon. Are you there, Galen? <laughs> I'm here. How are you? Terry, <laughs> aren't you glad we're not going to talk about Tebow today? Uh, well, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we ain't going to bring that name up again. <laughs> <laughs> None to well, talk Terry, about. Y'all going to stay off Galen about Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> well, Terry, Galen, what we're going to do is uh, we're going we're gonna to do what the listeners want us to do. This show we're going to um, answer that question. So, what I did, I'm going to go through some. I'm trying to get through. I don't know. We ain't going to get through all of them. But uh, I guess we let all, you know, you... Gave them a Terry asked question. I mean, answer. Then after that, you know, um, you know, we'll see where it goes. But the first one is from John from Detroit. Guys, do you think that the Lions will make the playoffs next year? Well, guys, and when you and when you guys talk, make sure you say um, your name so they listen. No. Yeah, this Terry, I, I think they will. I gave them, I gave them a couple of years, um, and they made it a year earlier than I thought they would. Uh, but they've they've got a good team. Um, defensively, they're they're pretty strong. Offensively, they're pretty strong. They got. I think they're missing. Well, I'm not quite sure. I think their running game wasn't too bad, but I think that could improve. But once that improves, I think Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. Uh, he's got a good arm. He just makes some poor decisions at times, uh, in my opinion. But I think they've got a good chance to make it. Uh, this is Galen, and uh, I agree with Terry. I think they have a pretty good team, a pretty uh, solid foundation. Uh, defensively, they need to improve in the defensive back area. And um, then uh, on offense, like Terry said, uh, their running game was a little bit suspect. They had so many injuries in that area. Uh, I think Joppa Best was, uh, is he on that team? I think so. Uh, he got injured, and then the second guy got injured, and even the third guy got injured. So, you know, they need to improve in the running game area. They have a great wide receiver, Megatron. So I think they'll make it again next year. It's just, you know, I don't know if they're championship uh, as far as playing the Super Bowl worthy, but I think they'll be in the hunt. Well, you know, I got to go against you guys because I think once a team have that chance that year, that's the year for them to do it. The next year they stumble. Look at Tampa Bay when they had that good season, almost made it to the playoffs. Then the next year they only won four games. So I think it's going to be kind of hard. I don't think see them doing it because I think the Bears going to take over. Then you got Green Bay in that league. And then I think Minnesota going to get to go. So I disagree with you guys on that one. 
know. That's well, what I, think. I think Minnesota's got a long ways to go, love. Um, I really do. I, they, they don't even have a quarterback. Well, I think that quarterback they have, I think it's Tonda. Is that right? Tonda, yeah, Tonda. He's, he's not bad. Yeah. And I think he's better than, I don't want to say that name, but he got two years as well, <laughs> at least a year, four years under his belt. So, you know, uh, I don't know. I think Minnesota got a good running back. The defense stumbled last year a little bit, but there was some game questionable that they should have won. But I think they'll come on and they'll beat Detroit. And Detroit, some of those games, you know, like when they came back and they lost to well, the Dallas Terry, right? No, they didn't lose to Dallas. They beat Dallas. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm wrong. I know one team that came back and beat, and they should have, you know, shouldn't have. So that would have yeah. knocked them out of the play. There's a couple games they lost as well that they shouldn't have lost. They let some teams come back on them. Yeah, but I, I think that was with you. you know, Adrian Peterson is hurt. Uh, uh, he blew out his knee, and and he probably won't be available uh, for the beginning of the season. So that's going to hurt uh, Minnesota's efforts. I, I, you know, I can't see. You know, they have a strong defense, uh, uh, and having the quarterback that they have, and and uh, and the uh, receivers that they have, I, I can see them in the hunt again. So I don't think they're going to have a, a sophomore slump, so to speak. All right, well, we got that one. Thanks, John, for writing in and keep writing in and listening to the show. Uh, we got Brenda from St. Louis, Missouri. All right, I can't wait to hear what you guys say about this one. We're going to shake some listeners up out there. <laughs> Why do the men don't want the women watching football with them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you go with that one first, Terry. <laughs> well, uh my wife watches football with me, um, and in fact, surprises me at times about how much she knows. So, I don't know that I can I can answer that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to answer that one and get in trouble. <laughs> uh, you know, my girlfriend watches the football with me. Now she she doesn't know a lot about football right now, but uh, she's learning. You know, and I enjoy watching the games with her. But uh, you know, I guess you know it's just like. Sometimes men want to do men things, I guess, and so uh, be careful, Caleb. I know. So you know, men want to be with other men watching football. You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> and so, you know, sort of intruding a little bit on their personal space, probably. You know what, Eric? Are you on the line? Did you hear the question? We got Eric Coleman. No, I didn't. Why? This from Brenda from St. Louis. Why the men don't want the women watching football with them? Hmm. I, you know, I don't know. Um, sometimes I think it's, uh, I think for a while women, um, didn't know a lot about the game. And so they were asking questions and, you know, we guys, when we get into the game, we don't have time to tell you <laughs> why everybody's chasing the guy with the ball, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think now that a lot of women have, um, become really educated to the game uh, to the point where some of them are more educated than some of the guys. So I think it's just an individual preference and in how comfortable you are with, uh, you know, a female next to you watching the game. It, she may be very uh, educated in the game. There's some guys that probably get in the way, and, you know, when she starts, you know, spewing out stats, it makes the guy feel a really little intimidated. <laughs> So, Harry, you was the only brave one out there. You know, Galen was telling around with him, Terry. But I, I totally agree with you. Guys just don't want 
every every question like, what was that? What was the ball? Why they call that foul? What was that penalty? Would you leave me alone and go in the room and watch Lifetime Journal? Don't get in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah. know when I when I uh, got into college and my my mom started watching the games and. I remember she was one of the ones that asked me, you know, why are they all jumping on one guy? And and and, and so I had to explain the game to her. She didn't watch uh, football at all. So I, I think that's exactly what it is. So that sometimes the questions, you know, you don't want you got this fast-paced game. You want to keep up. You want to talk about stats. You don't have time to answer, you know, some of those questions that might arise um, because they don't know the game. Yeah, they really don't know the game, but I'm I'm surprised that Terry should call it Terry. Come on now, Terry. Hey, I'm telling you, okay. There's some women out there that do love the game, and they're going to take offense to what you're saying. And and my wife is probably <laughs> one of them. <laughs> well, I do. There, there are some women that know the game very very well. But I'm saying there's some guys out there. Their pride gets in the way, and they can't accept that a woman um, knows more than they do. Um, Absolutely. Hey, it's it's a fact. You know, it's not very hard to get educated in the game and know the players and know the stats, and, and your gender is not going to determine your ability to absorb that information. Yep. Well, I totally agree. I'll just have fun. But, you know, it is kind of fun sitting there and having them with you and, you know, with explaining the game. But then when it's get really tense in the game, like one of those plays that you kind of watch and, you know, they ask you that question, that wouldn't really get to you. You know, like, man, can you, like, Wait till the play over with, you know, you guys agree? <laughs> yeah. You know what really gets to me, love, is, is when, when she says, you know what, Tony Romo's going to throw an interception and he's going to mess up. And then she jinxes me. That's what, that's what really angers me. And then I don't want her to watch football with me no more, <laughs> especially when it happens. And she didn't watch too many games with you this year, then, huh? Because, man, he was throwing, especially down stretch. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, guys, these questions, I pull up. We got a bunch of baseball and we got basketball, too, in here, too. So, you know, <laughs> I'm in trouble now. <laughs> Just got text. So, hey, but anyway, this is Mike from Boston. What do we think about the Red Sox clubhouse problem that they had at the end of the season? I guess he must be talking about when they all got, you know, they had a bad season and they start talking about they were eating chicken in a clubhouse and drinking. I think that a lot of, uh, once a team have a bad season, there's so much come out and always negative stuff. Guys, anybody want to talk? Well, this is Terry, and, and I agree with that. <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that's not a big deal or not an issue as long as you're winning. Um, or, or things are going well, and and it seems like a lot of stuff comes out when when things aren't going so well that you know people want to make a big issue out of that probably wouldn't have been otherwise. Eric, go ahead, Eric. I, I'm be straight up honest with you. I'm not a big baseball fan. I'm I'm I much rather play than watch. It's been a it's been tough for me to. Uh, to, to to watch baseball um, at all, so I, I'm sorry, but I'm at the forfeit on that question. <laughs> this is Galen, and you know the way the the, the Boston collapsed last year, and uh, you know the media attention that they got. Uh, you know something had to come out of it, and again, you know those things go on all the time, even when they're winning. But when you lose, and you lose in the fashion that they did, then something's going to come out, and that's what did. And, and you know, I mean. Uh, it's unfortunate, but you know somebody's got to pay, and and so Frank Cohn lost his job, and and so you know that's the way uh, 
that it goes in professional sports. And, and you know, every time a team loses and they lose like they feel they should be winning, there's going to be problems that, that nobody knew during the season that they was having. But, you know, it always comes out at the wrong time when, you know, you're going to maybe firing the coach or the GM. So those problems don't come out all the time. So anybody else got one want to ask on that for Mike from Boston, guys? Nope. All right. Thanks, Mike, for um, sending us an email and listening to the show. Well, this one is a quick one. This is Bill from Michigan. Great show last week, guys. Tell Galen it will be okay. Thanks, Bill, and keep listening to it, and Galen, you will be all right. Kyle, I will. Terry, you all right with Galen? I'm good. That's right. <laughs> Leave Galen alone. <laughs> Eric, I had to call Terry after the show. I said, I love that. What did I start? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, let's go on. We got Kenny from Chicago. Why wasn't Lovey Smith fired too long with the general manager? Wow. Born shoot at that one first. You go ahead, love, because you're right there. All right. Well, I I should I thought he should have been fired too. You fire the GM, you should fire the head coach, too. It all is in one package, you know. So the GM sits down with the um, head coach, and they make those decisions together. Even though the GM has more pull than the head coach, but, you know, if you fire the GM, you know, fire the head coach, you can get rid of the whole coaching staff because it's all a package thing to me, you know. Well, this is Terry. I I think in some instances they they might have something that that they want to hang on to. Um, and again, we don't know. We're from the outside looking in. So, I mean, that's that, that's a pretty tough question to answer. But I guess it's 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 all opinionated. But maybe Lovey's got something that um, you know that coach or that uh, uh, the owners wanted to hang on to. I don't know. Maybe they got other plans for him. Yeah, this is Galen, and you know, I don't know if Lovely Smith should have been fired or not. I mean, they had a little bit of bad luck with the quarterback situation and and, and Cutler getting hurt, and he was having a probably his of his of his career, and so you know that really really hurt the team down the stretch. And you know they always play good defense, and so uh, you can't necessarily blame that on the coach. You know they, they needed a backup; they needed some better backups. And so uh, you know <clears throat> I would say that you know maybe give Lovey one more year uh, and uh, uh, see what he can do. You know, but uh, I don't know if he should have been fired as well, uh, just because they've historically played pretty well under Lovey Smith and he's taken to a Super Bowl, so Hey Eric, they only had what was their um one like well, their last real losing season was what, two thousand nine? Yeah. Wasn't it like two thousand nine? I mean they they still wasn't too bad. They were close to fifty fifty like uh two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. They did good two thousand ten, you know, and I don't know if he should have been fired just yet. You know, keep keep looking at him, give him a chance. Um, I'm sure they're going to make some changes over the off season. They might acquire some pretty good uh, free agents. Um, I, so I, I don't know. I I will. I don't think he should have been uh, fired with the GM. But uh, just like we said with the Broncos, you know, there's something um, that the decision makers they have more information than us because they are behind the veil. Um, 
and then that might have uh, helped in the decision of keeping him. Uh, but he's not going to be there very much longer unless he does turn things around. Yeah, and this is Galen again. I think they need oh, a, a, a veteran backup. For you, for you up, we got to go to a break and then come back over that. So I don't want to run over the time. So this is um, Jay Loving, host of Loving Sports Talk. And we'll come back with we'll what Galen Stack has to say about that. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, back host of Loving That Sports Talk, and we got Terry Jackson, our co-host on there. We got Galen, our famous T-Bow Daxton expert. And we got Eric Coleman. Are you guys still there? Yep. yep. Well, guys, before you finish what you're saying, Galen, we got a caller online. We got caller Sherry Williams. Are you there, Sherry? I'm here. Hey, James. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. I just wanted to say uh, congratulations on your show. You're doing an awesome job. Um, love what you're doing for the kids and for... Um, you know, the community. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, and then I wanted to say to Terry, I'm a Cowboys fan also. I'm just right going to put it out there. Right on, Sherry. <laughs> hey, Sherry. Yes. 
Please don't call back here. We don't know what that dollar is. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, only Terry and I know the, the real teams out that's there. Right, you know? That's right. You can call back anytime. Thank yeah, you. Why didn't you drop you that call? I have call. a golden path. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Bye, guys. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. Terry, <laughs> if you want like another dollar star, I'm going to have Matt drop the call. The game of women? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry for cutting you off about that. What were you saying about the Bears? Well, just what I was going to say is they need to get a, a quality backup uh, quarterback, a veteran, you know, someone that can come in who has some experience and 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 lead the team. And they didn't have that last year with the guy that they had. I forgot his name. I know he's out of Colorado State University, but he just couldn't get it done. And they need someone with some experience, and I think that'll help their team out. Team out because, uh, like Terry had mentioned, uh, Jay Cutler over the last couple of years has been. Uh, getting injured towards the end of the season that's been affecting Chicago down the stretch. So, Yeah, uh, you might. They do need a backup, though. That is true. They should have got Donovan, though, Gaylord. Yeah, they could have. Why they didn't get him? Well, because, you know, remember, another thing, I think they need a new uh, offensive coordinator because Mike Martz, you know, his stuff is so complicated. They didn't figure even a veteran quarterback could come in and pick up the system so fast. So, doing my show. Yeah, you're right, Gabe. So that is true. Yeah. All right, we'll go to our next question for our listener. This is good. I like this. Don't you like this, Eric? Yeah, this is good. I just was trying to figure out who that quarterback was that came out of Colorado State. Yeah. I mean, we can look it up. I don't know either. I know there was one out of, they had one, I don't know if he's out of, uh, oh, you know who that was? Caleb Haney. Yeah, that's what it is. Haney. That's his name, Caleb Haney. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. Where's he at now? He's at, um, that he came, he's he's the one that played the, um, behind, um, who was the other quarterback that played? They brought in McCown, McCown, what's his name? The one um, the Bears just put in the last two games. The last couple of games, yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, man, I forgot who one from Ohio, um, from Idaho or something like that. Cade McCown or something. You're right. Yeah, something wasn't he coaching it and they went and picked him up? Yeah, I don't know. It was a fiasco though. They need a backup. This reliable. <laughs> 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 well, well, there we go. You know, well, we got to thank Kenny from Chicago calling in with the question. Sure. All right, we got Ronnie from Los Angeles. That's good. Will L.A. ever get a pro football team again? As long as there's money to be made somewhere, a team will come. <laughs> but you guys got to look at it. L.A. got so many things out there making money. A football team don't don't bother them. They got the Lakers, the Clippers. They got Hollywood and all like that. They don't need a football team because, you know, who will go to the game? Well, I, they, they went when they did have one, um, but... I don't know that they will get one. Uh, I don't think they need one. So they only went because it was the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's I know. why the Raiders fans came now. But if they're their own team, I don't think they will come. I don't know. You guys think so? No, no. I, I don't know. I think LA does have a lot going on, like you said. Uh, with, with uh, that they have a lot going on, on, but there's so many people in that area. They can support a professional football team. I, you know, as far as LA needing it. You know, maybe they don't, maybe they do, but I know the NFL needs it for the exposure. And in a market that size, they certainly need a, a football team to, you know, to represent the NFL in that area. So certainly they had two teams in that area uh, when I was playing with the Rams and the, uh, the Raiders. 
and they were able to support both of those teams. They just need some stadiums that are updated, and I don't know <laughs> if, if those people are willing to, to make that investment. Mm-hmm. Eric, nothing? No, I was saying the same thing. I think that they, I think they could possibly support it because they're um, fans that will definitely support two teams. You know, just like here in, in Colorado, they're you know we support uh, two teams, three teams. Sometimes you know they go to everything out here. So uh, if the economy will support it, I I think they will have another team. It might not be anytime soon because I believe California is having some financial issues. That's going to affect whether a team comes there or not. Am I right? Or oh yeah, definitely. Oh. I mean, as far as the uh, you know uh, their, um, the their economy, you know, state government can can't yeah. afford to even build a, something like that. Taxpayers can't afford to to pay the taxes for something like a stadium like that. So yeah, it'll be yeah. difficult. Yeah. Well, they got the money to build a stadium, don't you think? Or would they? Do you think they'd take one of the old stadiums? You know, because most you see all. Now they're building that new new stadium, and that's what's attracting fans now. So LA does have the money to build one. No, they could, you know. I mean, again, they have, they have so many issues out there, and I don't think that's one they're ready to tackle right now. When they have so much other stuff pulling on that on that system out there, I don't, you know, it must not be a priority. I know the NFL would like to have a team in there, but maybe it's not in the cards here in the near future. <clears throat> Well, like I say, we get um, thanks Ronnie from uh, Los Angeles for listening to the show and keep listening in and keep sending us the email. All right, you know we gotta get everybody. So I had to take this question. This Uh-oh. is Demarcus from Denver. Oh, will Denver draft a quarterback this year? <laughs> oh Lord, Gary, you want to start that? <clears throat> sure. <laughs> you know, I think if there's a good one available, you have to. You know, I mean, it's just like. <laughs> Uh, it's just like the situation in uh, Indianapolis. I mean, if Andrew Luck is available, I don't see you passing on him, you know, with the situation with Pey- Peyton. And then also, I mean, you know, uh, Tebow still has a lot to prove in Denver. And if there's a good enough quarterback uh, available where Denver sits in, in the draft order, then you have to go ahead and draft one because, I mean, let's face it, you need more than one good quarterback uh, in in this league, and and teams that don't have them uh, suffer, like the Chicago Bears we just mentioned earlier. Uh, but you have to have more than one uh, good quarterback, and and the backup that they have now uh, is not going to be there, and so they're going to have to bring in somebody. And so if there is a good one available, I'm pretty sure they'll take one. This is Terry. Here's my problem with that. <laughs> If they draft a quarterback, it's going to have to be the same type of quarterback that Tebow already is. And I don't know if a team is going – in my opinion, I think that the, a team is going to have to change the way they are. I mean, the Broncos have had to change into this, this, this running style offense because of Tebow. So if they go out and draft a quarterback, are they going to draft a throwing quarterback or are they going to draft – a similar type quarterback to run the same offense that Tebow is running right now. So I don't know if they're gonna if they would draft a quarterback or not. And if they did, it would probably just be uh, trade bait or, or something like that. Yes, Eric. I um, I don't know if they necessarily need to draft a quarterback. I think they probably probably will. Um, but in hearing John Elway talk about someone coming in here and, and competing. 
um, I kind of agree with Terry in that they've already established that they're going to go with the type of offense that Tebow is comfortable running. Um, I think they did. They would do good with a a veteran quarterback back there. I don't know if if um, Tebow. Well, I know he doesn't have the experience. So I'm not sure he, that he has that calmness uh, under pressure that is needed to take him to the next level. I don't know if you guys are watching um, uh, the quarterback situation when um, New England and, and Denver was playing, but when they came out of the huddle, you can totally tell the, the difference between the way Tim came out of the huddle and the way, um, <clears throat> um, how can I think of his name? Um, Brady? Brady came out of the huddle. He came out of the huddle totally dissecting the defense. His eyes were downfield. He's talking to his people. He's talking to the running back. He's talking to the receiver. And then, and then checking off at his line. He's totally dissecting. He totally dissected the defense as he was walking up. Tim, I noticed, came out of his huddle. Yes, he did have a lot of, he did have checks at times, but he came out of the huddle and ran the play. The whole body language and everything was so much different between the two quarterbacks. Um, not taking anything from people, he's still good, but you can tell the different caliber, the different level of uh, quarterbacks in that game. So I think Denver needs someone back there because right now they don't have that leadership that I think they need to get them through the playoffs. Well, I mean, that's true. I mean, certainly Tim Tebow doesn't have the level of knowledge and experience that um, – that Tom Brady has. He's been in that system for a number of years. He knows it inside and out, just like Peyton Manning knows his. You know, so, I mean, you know, Tim You know, Tim has only been under that system for a little bit more than a year. Uh, I think he played 16 games, 17 games at the most uh, in that system. So he's not going to be able to come out and have the knowledge and, and the experience that, uh, that the Tom Brady or even Peyton Manning or even Eli Manning, for that matter, has and so they can do all those things a little bit quicker than he can right now. But uh, you know, give him time, maybe he can do the same thing. You know, I think you know. I think I heard yesterday the quarterback out of Oregon declared for the draft, if I'm not mistaken. And so, if he's available in the later first rounds, he could be a quarterback that could run that same type of system that Tim Tebow is running there in Denver. And he has a nice arm as well. So that would be, I mean, he would be the type of quarterback that would be available towards the end of the first round, early second round, that could help that Denver offense. Yeah, I think next day, next year we'll see Tim Tebow's offense. Yeah. Yeah, we got to go to the break. But I want to thank Eric. Eric got to get out of here. Thanks again, Eric, and we'll see you next week, right? All right, yes, sir. See you, Eric. All right, later, Eric. All right, bye-bye. We, before we go to the break, I just want to tell Gayla, you still on Tim Tebow? Come on, Galen. <laughs> we'll be right back with Shaq Fleming, Open Love Sports Talk. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Have we got a high energy all access sports show for you? 
It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports channel looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping want to play the ponies join us every week for winning ponies with john Engelhart, racing's regular guy where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys trainers agents and handicappers in the world of horse racing this show is the perfect complement to the winning ponies handicapping website listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in winning ponies with john Engelhart is live thursdays at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific on the voice america sports network your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jay Lund, back host of Loving That Sports Talk. We got Cole Terry Jackson. You still that, TJ? I'm here. And we got Galen Saxon. I ain't going to say Tebow no more because I think you really believe in Tebow. <laughs> I'm really starting to think that, Galen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You stick to it. You stay on that bandwagon. Next year, you'll be jumping off, falling off on your head. <laughs> well, you know, I may jump off of it. Depends on how he performs, you know I mean? Uh, yep. If he's improving, if he's improving, uh, you know that's good. If he's not, he's going backwards. Then, you know, maybe that train has, you know, left the station. All right, let's go through these questions now. From our list, we got Victor from Miami. Guys, do we think the Miami Heat will win it all this year? <laughs> hey, I'm not a Miami Heat fan. I think it's just you know a bunch of great players on the team that don't have to play together. So, Victor, I think it's going to be one of those teams like. Chicago, the one of the teams that has many great athletes on there, they're going to gel together, you know, because it don't, you don't take many great athletes on the team to win. You know, look at the Cowboys. We ain't going to bring that up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think it's going to be one of those teams like uh, Chicago this year or over in the other thing. I don't know if... Um, um, Dallas go back, but it'll be some. It's gonna be a surprise of team this year because of the short season. What do you guys think? Well, this is Terry. I, I am a Miami Heat fan, by the way, and uh, <clears throat> I think they've got an excellent chance to win. Um, if you look at LeBron's play, uh, he's determined. He doesn't want to uh, have that feeling he had last year when uh, when they didn't make it like they they thought they should have. Uh, I didn't expect them to win it last year. I, I thought that that was just way too soon. I thought they were the expectations were were way too high. Um, but you're right, love. You don't need that much talent, but you need players around you, and that's why I think it's going to be so much easier with those two guys scoring the way they're scoring right now from the paint. Um, 
of course, they're without Dwayne Wade right now. Uh, but hopefully, I think he'll be back here pretty soon. Chris Bosh is a much better player when when one of those guys are out. Because when, when Chris Bosh has to be the man, he's the man. I think the other night he scored 35 points. He's playing like I've never seen him play. Um, so you put those three together and, and you get that wheel greased, uh, I, I think they can. And I think they will. This is Galen Thaxter. Yeah, um, I have to agree with Terry. I believe that they're certainly going to win it this year. It's theirs to win or lose. And, you know, I didn't expect them to play the championship last year as well. But, they, you know, they gelled pretty sooner than I thought. And they down the stretch, you know, they had a chance. They were up on Dallas um, by 15, 20 points uh, in that third game and ended up losing it. You know, I think they made some improvements to their team uh, by adding um, that point guard. That little young point guard they have is pretty tough. Cole. Cole, yeah, I like him. I like him. And, uh, you know, they placed out defense. And, you know, uh, um, Bosch is playing much better this year, even though he played really good in the playoffs last year. Uh, and, you know, I don't see anybody challenging them in the East, and I don't see anybody from the West that's going to be good enough to beat them either. So uh, I think it's theirs to win, and I think they will win it. Well, Galen, Terry, ask me this. You guys saying you think it's theirs to win. It's almost like you look at the football team, like Terry, you know, we talk about it like, the Eagles, everybody said it was theirs to win, you know, you think it is. But you're looking at all that talent on the team and saying, you know, how the Eagles got all these players, you know, like a dream team. And I'm just like, um, Miami, you know, all these great players. You got LeBron, you got Dwayne, you got Boss, you know, and you saying it's theirs to win. But it, it's more than just looking at saying it's theirs to win, you know. You got to go and know when you got to give up the ball, you know. Like when I play basketball with Terry, you know, Terry know I'm better, but you got to know what I'm open. Give me the ball. I'm hot, you know. Yeah. But anyway, am I right, Gaylord Terry? Well, uh, uh, no, you're not right. Because uh, <laughs> if you compare the Eagles, right, the Eagles, this is their first year together. And it took them a little while to gel. And towards down the stretch, you didn't want to play the Eagles, right, because they started to gel together and they started to put all that talent together. This is a Miami team that has a year up under their belt, under their belt and now they've already played for the title Last year, now they're going into this year knowing, having that experience together and that much more, uh, you know, playing with one another. And, and I think that this year that they, they'll put it together and, and finish off what they almost did last year. Mm-hmm. And football and basketball is apples and oranges. I mean, it's the same, but it's not. You, you, you got, I mean, football players, defensive positions, you've got your position to play. Offensive positions, you've got your position to play. Yeah, you play as a team, but you've got to play. Um, basketball is totally different. You got two great guys on on the on the basketball court. Who's going to take the last shot? Who should take the last shot? You know, and then you got whose team is this really? Is this LeBron's? Is it is it D Wade's? I mean, you know, all, you got all that other kind of stuff going on there. But the bottom line is is that with a stronger Chris Bosh um, and a and a and a D Wade and a LeBron James, those those guys can take this thing. And they play defense, so right and defense on any in any sport <clears throat> on any level wins championships. So I don't know. New England ain't got no defense. They gonna win, Galen. Well, no, we no, New England. We gotta go there on the last party show. But uh, am I right there? No, no, no New England's defense has stepped it up, and so they're playing much better. But New England should not be even in the finals because Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got we're talking about that on the last part. So, 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 so I want I want to hear you on that though. 
But thank you, Victor, from Miami. Uh, listen to the show and keep listening in. I'll send you an email. Guys, we got, uh, let me just skip down something. I want to get some of these. Well, we got one Steve from Dallas. Tell Terry I am a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan, too. Right on, Steve. <laughs> Steve, I uh, won't take Steve emails no more. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve, for calling in and keep it up. And Terry's a diehard, too. Well, you just don't know. All right, we got Ralph from San Francisco. Let's do this one. Why fans make death threats is only a game. I guess he must be talking about the Williams guy that fumbled, right? The lost the game, and he's been getting yeah. a lot of death threats. The receiver yeah. can't return. You know, I look at that, too. You know, people get too involved with these games. I don't know if it's by them gambling or they just get pissed off, but these people are people, too. You know, they make mistakes in life, and you got to forgive them. They're not perfect. And when you don't have an important game like that, it is tough. People don't understand that, but, you know, the pressure on you. So, you know, I agree with you, Ralph. You know, you know, let that man live his life for next year, you know. He'll learn from his mistake. I mean, going back, do you think that they actually try to fumble or not catch the ball? I mean, let's, let's be real. <laughs> They're out there to do their job. Uh, things just happen. Um, it, it, it just happens. Poor Marion Barber. Do you think that that he tried to fumble that ball? I mean, that poor guy got caught up two chances. He didn't get out of bounds. Plus, he fumbled the ball. I mean, how do you? How bad do you think he feels? And that that that's enough. It's a game, and let's let's keep it a game. We t- start taking it way out of context and, and and threatening people's lives and different things like that. That's that's way out the box. Yes, Galen, that's absolutely right. I. You know, I mean, there's not. I mean, the player, you're going to make mistakes in games, uh, uh, and so it's a, you know, it's a mistake, but it's nothing. I mean, there's nothing wrong with him. The problem is the fan who would tweet that and and give him death 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 threats and stuff. That's just ridiculous. You know, I mean, that's going way way outside the lines. And and like Love said, it must be having to do with money or something like that. So he had a bet on the game and he lost because of. Uh, that person, but I mean, again, uh, wow, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. Well, thanks, Ralph, for San Francisco, listening in, and you know, keep calling in, you know, send us your emails and listen to the show. All right, we got Milton from North Carolina, guys. Will Cam Newton ever take his team to the playoff or and or Super Bowl? I don't think he's on the team to do it. I think he'll be one of the great quarterbacks to do a lot of points. I mean, get up a lot of stats and, you know, start improving in his ability. But I think that team's going to break up sooner or later with Steve Smith, the receiver, leaving. And, you know, then they got to work on their defense. So it's going to be a lot of years. I don't see it happening. Well, this is Terry. Um, I think that that he could. Um, I think that Cam's just a baby right now. But when that kid starts to blossom and, and, and the itch of winning and, and going to the playoffs, um, if he's still playing as well as he is and throwing the ball like he is and scoring touchdowns, uh, he's going to command some, some things from, from that team. And, and I think that the, uh, the GM and the, and the owners are going to have to put some people around him so that, that he can do that. Steve Smith is about on his way out. Uh, he, he may have two more years left, but... Um, He's an outstanding player right now, and and he's just he's just a freshman. So I think his talents are going to get better and improve. 
and, and I think he's going to command some players around him. They're going to have to do something. Yeah, um, this is Galen. Definitely they need to improve a little bit more on their offense side of the ball, but mostly on their defensive side of the ball because, again, you know, you have to be able to stop uh, teams in this league, and if you can't stop them and get the ball back and have more opportunities than your opponent, then Cam Newton won't make a difference for you at all uh, because he's not on the field. And so... Uh, you need a you need a defense so that he can get the ball back. They need to draft on that side of the ball as well as improving the receiver area and the running back area. And then I I do believe in the next couple of years he'll if they do that they'll be able to go to a playoff. They play in a tough conference. You know you got you know you got New Orleans in that conference. You got uh, the Falcons in that conference. Both made the playoffs this year, and so they're going to have to you know step it up. You got Tampa Bay uh, who's struggling a little bit right now, but you know it's a tough conference. So they have to get better on the other side of the ball to, for him to have that chance to uh, be able to take his team uh, to the playoffs. Uh, that's good. Well, you know, yeah, you're right, yeah, but I still don't think he's going to do it. That's, you know, my, I think he's just going to be a, just become a great quarterback with great staff, and that's it. So thank you, Milton, from North Carolina with your questions, and thanks for your email to listen in there. Well, I'm going to do, guys, real quick. I'll do, it's a question for us. One for you, Gary, and one for you, Terry. Well, let's start with you, Terry. This is Greg from Dallas. Is Tony Robo, is, is Tony Robo the quarterback for them for the future, or do they need to start looking for a replacement? Well, I, I think he is the quarterback for them. Um, and I think if you, if you look at things and how they kind of transpired this year, uh, Tony had a lot of younger guys, you know, come in, and then he had some key injuries to some veteran guys. Uh, so at some times it looked like he was out there struggling, trying to get these guys to, to understand what was going on. And when he comes back after getting hurt, and it's almost like he took this whole thing on his shoulder. So I think that Tony Romo is that quarterback. I think he's proved that. I think that, you know, he wants to win, and he takes things, you know, personally when they lose. Um, and and I think he's a good quarterback. I mean, you can't argue the numbers. Um, you can't argue the success that he's had. Um, so Dallas just needs to to get some some experience around them, keep people healthy, and then they can they maybe can get a run going because um, they've got they're they're very talented team. Um, and, and I don't think you can argue that either. But yes, Tony Romo is the Dallas Cowboys quarterback for the future. I do believe. I'd like to throw a little bit something in there, too. I think that, again, on the other side of the ball, they're lacking. I mean, I think there was a couple of games in there, and Terry can speak to this probably a little bit more than me, but there's a couple of games there where they were ahead and they gave up the lead in the fourth quarter, uh, and uh, it's because their defense had a lot of deficiencies in there. I mean, you got Jamarcus Ware, who's probably one of the best defensive players in the league, but after that it falls off tremendously on that defense, and so they need to improve in the secondary uh, in order for them to be able to be really considered a contender. And until they get that done, because they can get a little pass rush because Jamarcus Rear is a beast, but they need to have somebody in, the, in in their defensive backfield that can hold somebody. So I think once they improve there, because they have, you know, uh, the receiver, what's his name, uh, from Oklahoma State who came out. He's pretty good. Uh, 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 Des Bryant. Des Bryant. You know, they got Miles Austin. 
They, so they have some talent there in the receiver position. They got a pretty good running back who got injured. So on the offensive side of the ball, they're good. I mean, really good. And Romo is a good quarterback. And like uh, Terry said, the statistics play that out. But defensively, they just let and keep teams in the game for them. And, and then when it comes down to stress, Tony Romo's got to beat them, and he hasn't been able to do it. So. And I think the defensive backs, their, their defensive backs struggle big time, and, and they always have. That's been the Dallas Cowboys' downfall, is that their defensive backs struggle. Um, Terrence Newman, you know, is, is one of the top DBs, or, and, you know, he, he plays great, and then they give up these big yards, these big plays to, you know, to, to lose games at times, and um, they, they really need to improve uh, their, their defensive backs, their, their corners and stuff. Okay, well, thank you, uh, Greg from Dallas with your questions for Terry and keep listening and hopefully you and Terry will stay Dallas Cowboys fans. <laughs> yeah. Galen, I got a question from Peter. Peter's from Denver. He say, Galen, do you really think John Way is 100% behind them people? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I don't think he is, you know, I mean, uh, he's doing he's doing just enough to make Tebow happy, and then and the fans happy, and just just enough to not commit to Tebow, so that if something happens during training camp, uh, you know they find somebody who can come in here that might be a little bit better, then uh, you know he can make the change. But if he doesn't, then he can stay with Tebow and continue to try to ride that train. So I don't think he's 100% committed to him at all, unfortunately, for Tim Tebow, at least for next year. You know, I don't even think he's committed 100% to him for next year, uh, which, you know, only thing Tebow is asking for, I think, is a shot to be the number one quarterback, and he has that. And so it's up to Tim Tebow now to take advantage of that. So John Elway is giving him a shot. But he's going to have to go in there and improve on his numbers uh, from this past season. And if he does that, then I think, you know, John Elway will continue to to, to support him and, and, and ride him. And if he doesn't, then he'll say, well, it's not working now, and he will move forward trying to find someone who is the answer for that organization. So. Well, anything on that, Terry? Like that? John Elway 100% behind Tebow. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, absolutely not. Um, John Elway is not 100% behind Tebow because Tebow is not the ideal quarterback that John Elway wants for that team. John Elway is 100% behind the Denver Broncos uh, organization, and John Elway is 100% behind doing what John Elway needs to do to keep that organization going, which is that fan base and their fans to keep to keep that going. So that's what John Elway is 100% behind, uh, in, in my opinion. But, yes, Tim Tebow has earned the right to, to get a starting position next year. Um, he's played his butt off, and it's, you know, I mean, I, I think it's, it's amazing what he's done and what he's accomplished, um, especially with, with all the people that didn't think he could do it. And, you know, I, I think it's great. Well, you know, I'm going to leave that one alone because I'm not a Tebow fan, but I'm like you, Terry. Come on, Gala. Come on, man. <laughs> I you know he was behind, behind him, but that don't mean Tim can't prove him wrong. I mean, and that don't mean, you know, like I said, if they they probably wouldn't take a quarterback at that position if they're draft pick in the first round. Probably will. Hey, Gale, uh, Terry, 
gave us your first spot, spots with Elway. <laughs> 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 well, guys, I want to get, uh, let's get one more question. I want us to talk about the Super Bowl, what we think. So let's go with one more. We'll go with Sarah from Wisconsin. Why do the Green Bay Packers have such a great regular season and then get in the playoffs and lose it all? But I think, you know, like, you know, you guys know, I think we talked about, like, the regular season, a whole different ballgame when you're in the playoff, you know. And you see a lot of different teams play different, you know, and we got these other teams that's going to step it up in the playoff because they know it's one and done. You know, it's not like you have to play next week, you know. So it's like one and done, and teams, you know, sometimes teams just not ready. And I think Green Bay had a long layoff, you know, so that's my idea there. What do you guys think? This is Galen, and uh, again, their defense was not strong enough. And so during the regular season, you play a lot of different teams, and so you can build your stats up against, uh, you know, inferior defenses. But once you get into the playoffs, if you notice, the top defense in the, all the top defenses in the league were in the playoffs. Houston was number one. You had I mean, Pittsburgh was number one. Houston number two. San Francisco number three. All those top defenses. And when you have to face defenses like that, uh, uh, it's tough. And if your offense, uh, you know, struggles and you don't have a good defense, then you end up losing the game. And so I think that's what happened to, to Green Bay because they, they couldn't put up the same amount of points that they normally do and their defense did what they normally do, and so they ended up losing the game. Well, Galen, I, I don't know if it had as much to do with the defense as Green Bay's offense. I mean, you got to realize when you play ball, uh, whether it's football, basketball, soccer, you have a certain rhythm. You have a, a certain timing that, that, that you're used to. And when you don't play, uh, that timing is, is thrown off, and you got to get that timing back. And, I mean, if we watched Green Bay this year, and Rodgers and those receivers were unbelievable, period, end of story. Um, the best we've seen. Um, and it just looked like their timing was just off. The receivers were dropping balls. Roger wasn't pinpoint passing like he had been. Um, and, and I think the layoff hurts teams. When they got that bye and they, and they rest their players that last week, I mean, Rogers didn't really play for three weeks, you know? So I think that hurt him. Well, that I'm glad you said that, you know, because I don't agree with Galen either. So we might as well go into this before we <laughs> get run out of time. Defense, Galen keep hollering defense. You know, our defense is not going to win it. You got an offense with New England, and that's all they have is an offense. They got the worst defense in the league, and Terry, thought, I mean, Gators talking about they stepped it up. They just stepped nothing up. Tom Brady just keeps scoring points. Am I right? No, you're wrong. Tom Brady struggled this past week, and he said that. He said his defense won the game. So his def- they, their defense has stepped it up. And then also, uh, the reason why uh, um, Aaron Rodgers was so off is because he was running for his life. How many times did he run the ball? He was the leading rusher in that game. Okay, he was the leading rusher in that game. And so they were chasing him out of the pocket. And so when you're always running for your life, of course you're going to be off. All right? The the receivers aren't getting the ball in the right place because the defense took them off their spot the same way that Baltimore took Brady off his spot, and he struggled as well. New England doesn't have have a great running game either, Galen. You need that. Green Bay... Doesn't have a great running game, and neither either. does uh, neither does New England. And New England had the same layoff that 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 the Green Bay did, and they was able to destroy their people. I mean, they destroyed uh, Denver, and so I mean, I don't know if it's. I, I believe that the, the the layoff does hurt you a little bit, 
but uh, uh, certainly that defense that, that New England faced was nearly as, as uh, good as what Green Bay faced in that first playoff game that both of those teams played. And so definitely it is the defense. I had to disagree with both of y'all on that. Yo, you guys keep yelling <laughs> offense, offense, offense. It's not offense is yeah, certainly they 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 do their, if they do their job, then they're gonna win. But defense stops them. And if you don't have a team that has a defense, you're not gonna win a championship. Terry, you don't agree with that, do you? Well, I do agree with that. I mean defense has to play defense. Everybody's got a job to do. But does your defense have to be outstanding? I mean, hey, as far as I'm concerned, Baltimore has the best defense in the in the league. I think Baltimore's. You look at San Francisco's defense; they got great defense. Oh, the San Francisco defense was the best. Where are they? Well, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, that I has a lot that, to do that, that being play well too. That has a lot to do with turnovers, man, and that's part of the game that you really sure. can't control. The turnovers on special teams—they gave us those balls. They would have won that game easy, and and New England shouldn't be there either. The kicker and then the job. I mean, to me, neither one of those teams should be in, in there, but they are, yeah. uh, and it had nothing to do with their offenses. But, but you know, guys, we got thirty seconds. You know, next week we'll be talking. We'll be down. We'll be down there broadcasting the Super Bowl. But real quick, ten seconds. Who you got to win? Well, I already picked mine. I got New England in the uh, New England and Giants in the Super Bowl. I got New England over the Giants, twenty four seventeen. And I got certainly. I'm gonna go with the defense, and I'm gonna go with the Giants again. <laughs> and I'm gonna go twenty seven twenty four. Well, I'm gonna go with New England. I'm gonna go thirty five twenty eight. You know. And um, we'll see next week who win it, you know. And we got to get out here. But next week, you know, we're going to get with some more emails and uh, talk about this Super Bowl, guys. Thanks for coming on again. All right. Thank, thank you, guys. You. Great show. Thanks, Loving. Host of Loving That Sports Talk. And keep calling in. Give us your email. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.